Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. listening to Press This, a WordPress community podcast on WMR. Each week, we spotlight members of the WordPress community. I'm your host, Doc Pop. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine and my contributions on TorqueMag.io, where you can find previous episodes of our weekly live stream, the Torque Social Hour, as well as transcribed episodes of the Press This WordPress community podcast. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. You can also download episodes directly at WMR.FM. Wherever you look online these days, it seems like the web is consolidating into fewer and fewer pillars. Now, on this podcast, we often focus on ways to optimize your WordPress website or improve your SEO ranking for Google. But on this episode, we're going to just talk about a philosophy that celebrates individuality, a realm of freedom and expression that might challenge our perceptions of the WordPress user experience. And today we are going to be talking about the Indie Web, which is a group of web designers and users who are creating the type of web that they'd like to see, a non-corporate web. The existence of an Indie Web implies the existence of a dependent web. And so these are the folks that are trying to fix that. So today we are going to be talking to David Wolfpaw, a website mechanic for Fix Up Fox, as well as a theme and plugin developer and a contributor for the WordPress community team. David, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Yourself? I'm doing great. I'd love to kick this off by just hearing about how you got into WordPress. Absolutely. I've been doing web development for over 20 years now, <laughs> just looking back um, before yeah. WordPress was around. Um, but I didn't actually get into WordPress until 2008. So it'd been around for about five years at that point. I'd been using other CMSs. I'd been doing a lot of PHP coding, you know, separate of using any CMS. And quite honestly, I just wanted to try out a few different tools for managing my own personal website at the time. I was already blogging prior to that, but I was doing blogging in the manner of just writing new pieces of content at the start of an HTML page and uploading it to a server. So finding that there was a tool specifically built for that, it was, it was pretty easy to get on. But I also found that when I started using WordPress, I brought a lot of my own existing habits to the WordPress space. Uh, so for an example, when I built my first WordPress website, I had no idea that there was a navigation system built into the dashboard. So I went in and, you know, edited the header.php file every time I want to, uh, change the link to a page or something. So, you know, not, not everything is immediately apparent to someone who's not used the software. And WordPress is still your main CMS or do you tend to kind of explore Joomla and other CMSs as well? 
Uh, no, WordPress is still my main CMS. Um, I have worked on some Drupal sites before, um, along with some other CMSs and other, um, you know, non-blogging, non-site builder platforms. But I, you know, continue to return to WordPress uh, time and time again. And let, let's get into that main topic. What is the indie web in your definition? Yeah, um, so I would first direct anybody to visit indieweb.org to find out information about a wide variety of indie web-related topics. There's a whole section specifically devoted to WordPress there. My personal definition of the indie web is any site that uh, the user is building for themselves, for their own purposes. Um, that doesn't just mean like personal use, but it also means for business use. That is disconnected from a third-party centralized service. What I mean by that is, you know, you are building your own website or using your own uh, social media that is hosted elsewhere than, you know, building a Facebook page to promote your business or using Squarespace to build a website for yourself. Those things have their own uses and their own values, but you have a lot less control over them. What are some of the other CMSs that are part of the IndieWeb? If, if Squarespace would be a, a third party that you're dependent on, what are some of the CMSs out there that are popular in the IndieWeb community? One big part of it, I guess one thing that I didn't bring up is that uh, usually it's things that you are self-hosting. But I, I do want to make a distinction that you do not need to be self-hosting, uh, you know, to do something that you'd consider part of that, um, or at least I don't think so, but that you have the opportunity to self-host. So you might use the Ghost CMS, for instance, or WordPress.com, and you, you, know, you may have those companies host it for you. But when it comes to platforms like WordPress or Ghost, two that I would consider very popular in that realm, you have the opportunity to self-host them if you want. And also you have data portability. So if I start a website on WordPress.com uh, and I decide later that I will self-host that website, um, I can do so without losing any of my content because uh, WordPress uh, has led the, led the way in making data portability um, very important when it comes to your content online. You know, mm -hmm. So I can easily take all of my content and move it to my own site. That brings true to me. I, I feel like I've talked to Tontech throughout the years about the indie web and um, heard that self-hosting was kind of a big part of it. I always thought it was like a requirement. But the way you just phrase it kind of makes me think the reason I don't use Twitter anymore is maybe because I want to be able to own my content to move it around and not be dependent on someone. And even though I'm not hosting my Mastodon instance, I could. And the same reason I have my personal website on WordPress instead of on some other places, I'm not dependent on that other place in terms of if they make a policy change or break something. I can always have my website under my control. But beyond that, I also have the option. I'm not self-hosting. I can't imagine self-hosting my site, but I, I have that option. So I think the, the data portability and all that kind of goes together. And just because I'm not hosting my own site doesn't mean that maybe I'm not still following some of the principles that, that are building you know, philosophies of the indie web. Absolutely. I would agree with that. One example earlier this year, Automatic hired uh, Matthias, uh, I believe I heard his last name out loud, Sefferly. And if I'm mispronouncing that, Matthias, I'm sorry. Um, uh, specifically to work on ActivityPub related uh, plugins for WordPress, both for, uh, you know, WordPress.org users, uh, but also through people on WordPress.com. And I'm, I'm highlighting that as the, you know, larger, what I would consider a more centralized company in terms of, you know, if you're hosting on WordPress.com, you are bound to their decision-making about the hosting platform. 
but you still have that ability to do some of the more indie web things such as uh, communicate cross-platform. Um, but, but the real reason I want to make that distinction that I don't think hosting is the only thing is uh, it has a lot more in my mind to do with what you can do with the things that you have. You know, a good example is that you, you know, without using a third-party tool that's just double posting things, you can't, uh, and, and this is, I'm, I'm just going to say this is notwithstanding any of the weird confusion going on with centralized social media right now, uh, which, you know, I'm sure all the listeners know, you can't just make an Instagram post and have that show up as a Twitter post as well. Uh, you can't, you know, post a story um, on Snapchat and have that also be available for people on Facebook. But when it comes to the indie web, you can do things like that. You know, I can use my Mastodon account to listen to music from a Funquail instance, which is a, a decentralized music platform. There's things like PeerTube, so I can use my account uh, on my Mastodon instance to comment on people's YouTube channels, for instance, using PeerTube. And, you know, I don't need to maintain a separate account somewhere. Right now, a lot of the different platforms are seen as uh, clones, I would say, you know, like uh, pixel fed is what a lot of people call it an Instagram clone, um, which, you know, is, is a fair uh, assessment. But I think it's less we're just trying to copy what this platform uh, has done and more of a these are the ways people have decided to share themselves online, you know, the, the tools that we have photo, video, text, audio, and there just happens to be a centralized company that's done it first. You know, you mentioned the idea of how we would have done that before would have been like cross-posting or double-posting, I think is a better way to, to put it, where if you want something to go out to all the different places, you literally post it on Twitter and then you copy-paste and you post it to Facebook or whatever. And I like how you're talking about this positive feature of the indie web through the activity pub is how you don't have to double posts, you can just choose how you follow things and choose how you share things like they you could share on pixel fed and somebody following on Mastodon could interact with it. And we are going to bring this back into WordPress because activity pub has great integrations with WordPress. And there's a lot of crossover and a lot of potential for how we'll be able to share and comment and do all sorts of powerful things from WordPress while still f having something that feels like the web we know today, just a decentralized version of it. And we're going to get back to that after this short break. So stay tuned for more with our conversation with David Wolfpaul right after this. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Press This, a WordPress community podcast. I'm your host, Doc Pop. Today, I'm talking to David Wolfpaw, 
a website mechanic for Fix Up Fox, and we are talking about the indie web, and we're going to talk about how the indie web can help keep the web weird and how WordPress can be part of that. Right before the break, we talked about plugins that are available and the, the potential for WordPress to kind of cross over with things outside of WordPress. David, let's get into that. What sort of tools are there to help WordPress users join the indie web? The first thing that I would clarify is uh, I think that if you are hosting your own WordPress site, you are already de facto part of the indie web. Um, you know, you are doing all of the things that I would consider core to the indie web ethos. But you probably want to go beyond that. You probably want to discuss ways that you can interact elsewhere or that you can do more with your own site. Uh, the first plugin that I would suggest is the indie web plugin itself, just because it's easy name to remember. And uh, the indie web plugin doesn't do anything on its own so much as wrap together a lot of functionality of various other plugins. I would compare it kind of to Jetpack in that way, in that, you know, you're installing one tool that helps you manage a variety of different tools. So some of the things that uh, the IndieWeb plugin itself provides is a way to do web mentions. So when you use a web mention, you are indicating that you can, uh, you are, you are notifying another website that some activity has taken place on your website. So an example of how I use the web mention plugin on my personal site is that I can write a post on my site and then I can copy the link to that post and I can, you know, write my own post on Mastodon being like, hey, blah, 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 I wrote this article, take a look. When somebody responds to my Mastodon post, when they respond via Mastodon, like, you know, they'll post comment, cool post, or even just tip like or boost, that will show up on my personal website. So, you know, no longer does somebody have to go to your website and go fill out the comment form down there and wait for your approval, you know, there. Well, I'll, I'll specify, you can still set comments to require approval. But yeah, so it's a, it's a lot easier way to get engagement uh, and more interaction on your content, um, which I found that just, it leads to more engagement, uh, you know, because it's a lot easier for you to see a link and make a comment about it where you've seen the link as opposed to having to follow it elsewhere. Um, another tool that I want to highlight within that plugin is the uh, syndication links. Um, that one is, think about it kind of like canonical links. Basically, if you are cross-posting to other places, you have a way to indicate you know, where it's been cross-posted, where people can get other copies, and vice versa. If those sites support syndication links back, you'll be able to, again, get more traffic to your own site. Uh, so one example that I use here is Medium. If anyone, you know, regularly uses Medium to blog, you do have the ability to post to your own website, post the same content to Medium, and then use syndication links to ensure that, uh, that, that people are going back to your own website. I wanted to just kind of mention, first off, for anyone listening, the IndieWeb plugin that we're talking about and probably the others that we're talking about, these are all available in the WordPress repository, wordpress.org. And the IndieWeb, I love that description of it as like sort of the jetpack for for this because it is it, it is like a, a package of plugins, right? It's got the the web engine and postkinds and IndieAuth and other ones. And you can go in and deactivate each of those, right? That's it's like a suite of plugins or am I am I wrong on that? Yeah. So basically it lets you use that as a way to install other plugins. Um, mm -hmm. and you can also deactivate them from there. So it's not it's not saying that like post kinds or indie auth or micropub are built into this plugin. 
so much as it's a uh, portal for you to get them more readily. But it does have its own settings and options that allow you to connect to other plugins. So what I mean to say is if you, let's say, have the syndication links active, you can choose which providers you have set up. You can choose how it's going to look on your website and you can set up specific API keys to use it for other websites. But you can, you know, you can go in there and say, like, I specifically want to activate GitHub so that if somebody interacts with something via GitHub, it will come back to my site. And for developers, that can be very useful depending on what kind of project they're working on. But yeah, I mean, there's a variety of different things. There's also a tool that's heavily integrated called Bridgie, uh, which people can go and take a look at. At uh, The website is Bridgie, so B-R-I-D-G-Y, uh, which is another way that it's external of WordPress itself, uh, but it can be integrated with this plugin um, to allow people to do cross-posting between websites that allow it. That's cool. And you mentioned one of my favorite use cases that I've experienced. We haven't talked about the ActivityPub plugin yet, but I've got the ActivityPub no. uh, pub plug, plugin. And when I post from my personal blog, it goes up to its own feed, sort of independent of my Macedon feed. It goes up as, as a different feed. And if people leave comments on it, uh, if they see it as a post and they're like, oh, here's my comment, it shows up on my blog post. And so like I go to my blog and there's this natural feeling it doesn't feel like it kind of like is wrong. It's it's a comment to the post. And it it's so cool as a writer to just make that ease where, you know, someone could post on one place and it shows up on another and it just feels seamless and natural. It's super cool. Oh, absolutely. If you were to like look at the back end of my site and look at posts and look at the comments on posts, I could probably identify the day that I uh, activated mm -hmm. plugin um, because suddenly there's so much more engagement. And uh, and to be clear, that engagement is always there or presumably it's there, you know, if you are sharing things elsewhere. But the problem is it's all siloed in other places. Mm -hmm. And um, and and I'm not just saying this in terms like when I'm saying engagement, I don't just mean like it's good for the SEO and everything, although I think that it is. Um, I also think that it's good to be able to uh, as much as we talk about decentralization in, in the indie web, it's good to be able to centralize the conversation a bit in a place that you have more control over. Um, so again, you, you both have that decentralized aspect of people can respond on whatever platform they're most comfortable on or wherever they see it. Uh, but you have that ability to, um, combine everything together, uh, in a place that, you know, it, it's useful to me to be able to see it all there. We're running low on time, but I do want to talk about two things. Rel equals me and activity pub first let's start off with can you tell us the significance for wordpress users of rel equals me on mastodon and sites like that yes so uh rel equals me that is um an attribute for link elements basically you would post a uh an html link element uh, or an anchor element either or and um, you can use that to indicate that you have uh it, it's a verify so i can go to my mastodon account and uh, put in my account, I have davidwolfpaul.com. And then on my website, on my personal site, I can put a link to my Mastodon account. Being able to put those links on both directions using that uh, rel equals me uh, attribute is a good enough indicator that I'm an owner of that. So it's a way to verify yourself on those platforms. When a lot of people moved over from Twitter, they wanted to know you like, you know, how do you verify? How are people having check marks in their bio when they're verified? Um, the answer is it doesn't really work the same, but you can verify in a more 
I'm proving that I am who I say I am kind of way. Um, and you can do the same with other platforms that have built in, such as GitHub um, has it built in. And I believe Tumblr does as well. There's a few others. Um, yeah, everybody should have it built in. It's inexcusable it's, that they don't. Uh, well, you know, they want to keep their walled gardens. But yes, I agree. Everyone should have it. Um, and then the other thing is the uh, Activity Pub, Activity Pub extension. Uh, if you look at my Learn WordPress webinar concerning the IndieWeb, I didn't really address that plugin quite as much because while it existed um, at the time, even though that was only a few months ago, uh, it was not nearly as fully fledged as it is now. And I think that speaks uh, volumes to, one, how much more work a developer can do when they have the support of a large company like Automatic, and two, how much more focus there is on this. Uh, I've been on Mastodon for you know, almost seven years now, but only in the past year or so, for various reasons, has it really taken off. I think that's a good spot for us to take a, another final break. And when we come back, we'll wrap up our conversation with David Wolfpaw about how we can go back to the web's weird roots. So stay tuned for more after this short break. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Welcome back to Press This, a WordPress community podcast. I'm your host, Doc Pop, and we have talked about the IndieWeb, its philosophy, how you can apply it uh, practically to your WordPress usage, and also how you use other social media sites and integrate it all together. And on this final thing, you know, at the beginning of the show, I talked about how it feels like the web is consolidating into fewer and fewer silos. And, you know, I kind of hope to see those shaken up, but that may or may not happen. And it seems so different than the early days of the web, which wasn't just about weird. I mean, it was definitely weird, but it wasn't just weird. It was experimental. It was fun. It was creative. It was uh, so expressive. And I feel like we've certainly lost something there. And so, David, just kind of at the end, I wanted to hear your thoughts about how, how the indie web can help keep the web weird and why that's important. Yeah, I'll just say for myself personally, I am, you know, a bingo card of intersectional different marginalized groups. I'm a queer person who is uh, who is Hispanic and I am neurodivergent and et cetera, et cetera. I can go on and on about all the different things that that the centralized web does not uh, treat too kindly is uh, probably the most polite way I can put it. So there are a lot of places where uh, I have not felt very welcome online, but a lot of the indie web spaces that I found have really been a much better, healthier, stronger community uh, than I ever had on any other platform. So I think that's really important because it allows people who might not otherwise be heard or who might be silenced on a platform because, you know, they might make a dangerous suggestion like we shouldn't be killing trans people and allow them to say that without getting banned. I also think that it's just better when you have a bit more control over your individual postings and over the things that you share online. You don't know what's going to happen to these platforms over time. I think even a year ago, uh, August 2022, if you asked people what Twitter would be like today, they probably wouldn't be picturing the reality of Twitter in August 2023. Because... Um, it hasn't even been a year since that sale was made final, but it's completely different. I'm completely off that platform after, uh, you know, over a decade of using it. And I still keep going with uh, the self-hosted mess since I have. I just find it's a better community. Um, I think that I'm trying to leave a good way to uh, put this. I think that an important part of keeping the web weird 
is that it makes it um, antithetical to advertising. Uh, so while I don't consider advertising itself a bad thing, obviously we all are doing it for our businesses, for our own sites. You know, the people listening to this probably do uh, a lot as well. I think you can understand that the ad industry on the web right now is broken. And uh, it's been called the original sin of the web. I don't disagree with that. And I think that um, having more personal control means that you don't have to rely on that quite as much uh, to share what you want to share. Mm. You know, I'm not thinking about the, um, the economics of posting tutorials to my website to share with others. I'm not thinking of the, uh, you know, how, how many impressions I'm going to get on a photo that I take because that's going to lead to a brand deal or something. It can sound a bit culture. Uh, it can sound a bit counter to how a lot of people view being online. But also, you know, all of us are just trying to live our own lives online in some way, and it's just a lot more enjoyable when when we have a bit more control and when we don't feel that we're beholden to uh, what someone else thinks is brand safe or appropriate. I I have to say I have benefited greatly through the work that people have done to make th these indie web tools and to make the web more open. And uh, I just think it's so much better. There's there's definitely, you know, things aren't necessarily free because they're not, you know, paid for by, by your, your attention and advertising and stuff like that. There's a little bit more of a learning curve, usability. Sometimes it can feel different than these other things. But these are tools that have been made that I benefit from. I'm so glad for the work that's been done. And I totally acknowledge that these tools are created by marginalized people who didn't feel safe on other spaces and they built all of the groundwork that now I just get to come in and, you know, see this beautiful like pixel fed and mastodon and all sorts of things that have been built by people who needed to create a space for their own. But it's so inclusive and such a great features to them because of uh, because of whatever reasons that they had in their philosophies that I just think it's the web is so much better if we can if we can kind of bump off the corporate web and you know as wordpress users we're already halfway there uh so th david i really appreciate your time today thank you so much for joining us and for telling us about the indie web and the different tools that are available if people want to follow you online where's where do you recommend sending them yeah um you can find my personal website at davidwolfspaw.com um or if you don't want to spell all that out uh you can now find me at david.garden because i got had Thought that had a nice ring to it. Um, and then you can also find me on Mastodon. I uh, am the administrator of the tech.lgbt Mastodon instance, and my username there is David. Uh, so if you are already familiar with using Mastodon, just at David at tech.lgbt. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks to everyone who's listened to this episode of Press This, a WordPress community podcast on WMR. We have lots of great episodes in the can as well. We're a weekly podcast. Check out last week's episode with Roger Lankhurst from Really Simple Plugins about SSL and Really Simple SSL. That was a fun episode. You can follow our adventures on Twitter still at the Torque Mag. That's the Torque Mag on Twitter. Or go to our website, torquemag.io, where you can find all of these episodes with transcriptions, as well as tutorials and updates about WordPress events. You can also subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or download directly from WMR.FM. I'm your host, Dr. Popular. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. 
and I love spotlighting members of that community each week on Press Things. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.